Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my vlog. One of the things that I enjoy doing tremendously is teaching artists kind of how to tackle their dreams. And one of the ways I thought it would be beneficial was to do a vlog where I highlight my creative journey so that way you can kind of see how I'm applying the various teachings that I put out into the world. And so one of the things that happened to me last week that I was invited to see American Shelby, which is a documentary on Carol Shelby. So if you've seen uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Matt Damon's character is, he's portraying Carol Shelby. And that's a very specific moment in time from Carol Shelby's life. Obviously, he, has a, he, he was with the Ford Motor Company for a number of years, and uh, whether the Cobra, the Viper, like he's, he's just a phenomenal guy, right? And beyond that, he's also done a lot. And so, you know, one of the things when, when I look at Carol Shelby's life and what that documentary did for me, which by the way is available on Netflix, so you can check it out if you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about. But I was invited to the special screening of it um, with with various VIP members and so forth of the Shelby family and so forth. But anyway, the point being, I found the documentary very interesting because Carol Shelby was someone who experienced the Great Depression. He experienced World War II. And these were very foundational things for him because it, 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 he saw a dark time, but he also saw that there was ways to overcome it. And when you look at the longevity of his career, and he's had a number of, he was a racer, right? So he was a very successful race car driver. Then when that career was over, he got into car manufacturing and he became successful at that. And, you know, so much so that uh, he helped win uh, the Ford Motor Company uh, Le Mans, which is a, one of the most grueling races. It's a 24-hour race in France. Uh, it's like the pinnacle for the world, right? And he ended the reign of Ferrari, hence Ford v. Ferrari as far as the movie with Matt Damon. But then after that, when essentially, like, let's say his contract was up with Ford, rather than be pissed off or anything like that, the guy goes and all of a sudden creates a chili contest. And like in America, there wouldn't be chili. I mean, someone else maybe would have had the idea, but he's the one that like, started chili competitions because he just loved chili like and you know he just no matter what came in his life he just kept going kept going kept going never bitched and complained and i think that is a very important aspect to anyone it's a very stoic idea that you don't control what happens to you in life but you do control how you react to it and rather than be pissed off and negative just continue forward and i, I I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they talk about Americans being very litigious and things like that. And I, I find that to be sort of true. I think people, people's initial gut instinct is to say, oh, I got screwed over. And to me, that's looking in the rearview mirror, right? You're not looking forward. Now, that doesn't mean you should be taken advantage of or if something truly bad happens to you that you shouldn't say or do something about it whether through legal means or otherwise, but but it, it shouldn't be the default necessarily, at least in my opinion. And 
you know, there, there are certain things that have happened in my life and I, and I look back, I'm like, okay, yeah, that wasn't necessarily fair, quote unquote, or at least from my perspective. And, but, you know, on to the next, I keep moving forward. I, I take what I learned from that experience and apply it moving forward. Right. And I would encourage you to do the same. And another thing that I've kind of been considering is this notion, everything, as long as it comes from a place of you wanting to create rather than destroy, then, then I think things turn out for the best. And certainly in my life, whenever I approach it from that perspective, they do. And what I mean by this, even in a simple sense of a lot of people create like, okay, I'm going to stop doing X, Y, and Z. And rather than say, I'm never going to do these things change it to what you will do. It's like the movie Inception, not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but there's this idea that uh, positive emotion always trumps negative emotion. And when you want to do something because it's a passion of yours versus like, oh, I'm going to eliminate this, elimination generally tends to be from uh, negative emotion, right? And so that's why like when I move when I see Carol Shelby or the things that I'm doing that I want to be doing, I always look at it. Okay. What is the positive? What what do I want to add versus like, Oh, I'm never doing that again. I got to eliminate that. So that's my advice to you. Now, the other aspects in terms of what I've been doing primarily a couple of things. So last week I, I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the back end of my feature film that I've been editing. And that was an experience. I finally put all of it together. And my biggest worry kind of going into it was, would there be enough story here (laughs) to make a feature film? Because I knew no matter what, like when you assemble a movie, it generally tends to be a little bit longer than what the final product is. And so my worry was like, what if this thing ends up being an hour and 20 and then I have to cut like 10 minutes still out of the movie and then we have a 70 minute movie and not that that's bad, but like in my, I just really wanted, my goal is to make a feature film that's like 120 minutes somewhere around there. I knew it was never going to be like an hour and 45 type of movie, but you know, I was, I was aiming for like 120, 125. The good news is it came in at 132. So an hour and 32 minutes which now gives me over 12 minutes to play with in terms of being able to cut of the goal that I'm going for, which is great because there's definitely stuff that needs to be cut. And I had sent out this link that, that, you know, when you assemble these things, it's very difficult. Like I, I, you know, I wanted to see things play out as written on the script, even though I knew certain things probably were going to get cut and things like that. But I was like, you know what, let's just see it so we can see it in the full context rather than, you know, when you're editing these things, it's, you know, scene by scene, shot by shot. And I didn't want to get too granular yet without seeing the whole scope of it and what the hell I made. And so I got it to a place that was watchable. I say watchable because there's production audio that's, you know, needs to be kind of separated out in terms of the channels, volume needs to be finessed, um, you know, a visual effect shots are missing, things like that. But, you know, so you put in like placeholders of, of just text that says, there will be this or sound effect of this. Uh, so it's what I call watchable. And I was lucky enough that my friends, John Comerford and Courtney Stewart, both who are producers on the movie, they watched it. We came over. And a lot of the things that I felt kind of even even at the start, like the script process, um, they 
they've raised in terms of okay, this is problematic with the um, with the movie, but the cool part is we came up with ways to solve it. And I think the, one of the reasons I got behind this project, why I wanted to do this for myself and for everyone else, was so we can figure out okay, how to overcome any creative obstacle. And so, you know, the good news is the the things that were in the movie are actually all very fixable. And it's not a huge overhaul. It's actually, you know, just minor things uh, overall. Uh, we do have to do some additional photography, as they say, for just to punch up certain aspects. So they're not. It's not necessarily a reshoot because we're not reshooting anything. We're we're just adding a couple of things here and there to to make things work a little bit. But but it's it's honestly like two hours worth of filming, which in the grand scheme of things, it's not that hard. And, and sometimes like reshoots and additional photography can have like a negative connotation. Every movie needs that ability because as try as you may, you're never going to get a hundred percent what you're intending on the day. Right. You know, there's, I, I've talked about this before, but there's the movie, you write, There's the movie you shoot and there's the movie you edit. Well, now, you know, now that we've filmed everything, we need to punch up certain things. And so we're going to, we're going to do that. Uh, but overall, I'm very excited. Um, I know John and, and Courtney in particular said, like, you know, make sure to take time and, and applaud yourself and give yourself a pat on the back for what, what you've accomplished. And I, I do. I do. Uh, but at the same time, it's not just my victory. It's the whole cast and crew, albeit a small one. But nonetheless, each individual that was a part of it worked really hard. So it's kudos to all of us. But, but I always look at, okay, it, it's not done yet, and I can't have that 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 moment of, of break. And especially, like, we're trying to make a submission deadline, which is March 2nd. So in the grand scheme of things, when you look at it, we're, we have, like, a month, month and a half. Uh, maybe pl pl plus a few days, maybe. But overall, a month and a half. So time is of the essence. But everything's on track now. Granted, I'm not... if if all came down to it and we did the best we could, all of us between the composer, between the, the colorist, between sound design, my editing and so forth. If we don't make that deadline, so be it, you know, we're going to, we're going to just push it and go from there. Now, in terms of what's kind of cool, for those of you who don't know, usually with film festival submissions and so forth, you don't have to have the, final product but you want it you want it to be representative of the movie and you want things to take people out of the movie so we have to get it to a like i would say like 90 percent there so it's going to need color correction it might not have all the full like let's say foley and things of that nature but uh but sound is clean and can be heard um soundtrack is overall there editing is you know overall there. visual effect shots are placed in so that's the place i want to get it to but if for some reason we don't make that deadline, that's okay. Um, but the cool part is, like, if we get it there, then we still can tinker with the movie up until the the, the release of of the festival. Um, you know, they have because you know they just need a working version that they can see and check out and, and approve, and then, like I said, that gives us enough time to still tinker. So we'll see. But I am overall really excited by that. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, beyond that, uh, I have started the process of looking into publishers for my novel. 
So that's been interesting. And luck, I luckily I know some people in that have been published. Now I know a lot. I I know more people that have been published in the nonfiction realm. But as far as the fiction realm, I know a tiny bit of people, and so I'm I'm gonna tap into them, and I have been tapping into them. You know, this is one of those. Last week I put out an episode about asking people for help, and this is a time. I'm certainly needing to ask people for help because this is a part of the process. I don't know. I mean, first off, I've never written a book <laughs> before. I mean, now at this point I've written a book, but now it needs to be revised to be a good book. So I'm still working on that. Now this is the next phase of it. And so I'm having to ask people for this help. And, you know, one of the things why I'm confident and allowing myself to do it is because, you know, I have worked hard on the book. This is the next phase of it. And so I feel, you know, I feel, I, I like I'm not just asking it, you know, from somebody who hasn't put in the work on the actual product, which I, I feel sometimes a lot of people do. I like I, I've gone through the process and I believe in this. And so now it is that time. Plus, in terms of the people that I'm asking, you know, it ranges from I've known them for a few years to, you know, we're kind of just acquaintances or whatever else. Um, but but certainly I've treated them well, you know, I, there's a level of respect there that even if we're not like the best of friends, we know of each other and we know how hard we both work. And so, you know, I hope through that respect, I hope they can see like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I want to help this person out. And in turn, you know, in the future, however, I can help them, I will gladly return the favor type of thing, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, also, I'll say if you're watching this and... <laughs> You know, any connections to publishers or editors or agents in the literary world, like anyone who can help me get a book published, a fiction book. It's a coming of age story. Uh, so, you know, if, if, if you know anybody, hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. I will, I would truly appreciate that as I navigate through this world. If not, no worries. I will, I will figure it out in the end, ultimately. Going back to the movie for a second, the other thing that I was thinking about was this idea that as much as like people want success on a large scale, let's, you know, let's say like your worldwide brand, let's, you know, you could say Jay-Z, Beyonce, whoever else, right? Whoever like your idol is. One of the cool things for me is to look at uh, anonymity as like a benefit, right? So going, the reason I bring up my movie is because if if we had these sort of recognizable actors, if I was a recognizable person, I wouldn't have been able to shoot the movie that I shot, certainly not for the budget that we shot it at, because, you know, it would have drawn too much attention. And so I, I, I feel like I've always used anonymity to my benefit, and it'll be interesting to navigate that as you know, now that social media is much more prevalent, I'm much more on social media. I'm not saying like my, like all of a sudden I'm skyrocketing into whatever else, but, but certainly uh, through my work as a host at AfterBuzz, you know, being in front of the camera, even though primarily my job was behind the scenes, I have actually gotten recognized at, at outside by, by fans and so forth. But overall, I do appreciate, I like, I don't know. I look at my career and, also where I want to go and I want to be able to help people. I want to be recognized and known, but not to the level where I can't go out to a grocery store and not be able to buy groceries, that type of thing. Right. 
Um, so I think that's been an aspect that's been cool and I want to maintain, but hey, you know, <laughs> at the end, if all of a sudden I blow up and I have like millions upon millions of followers and whatever else, then, you know, that's a very high class problem ultimately. But, um, but I think sometimes people get down on themselves, like if they're not known and it, what I'm saying is use it to your advantage. Like it's, um, I shot a whole movie for basically $2,000, uh, because of anonymity, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so, so that's been cool. Anyway, these are just a couple of things that have been, been on my mind. The other aspect that I've been kind of thinking a lot about is this idea of experiential content or just experience in general as the next wave of, of fan engagement. And what I mean by this, um, there's like celebrity cruises. Adam Carolla does a lot of like events where, you know, fans come out on, on a cruise and he interacts with them they're on a cruise he's on a cruise so it's like fun like this there's other aspects of it um so i don't know i've been thinking i've been thinking a lot about that in my mind of you know whether it be like casino night quote unquote where fans and celebrities interact and have a fun night of you know essentially gambling or you know, could you do an escape room with celebrities and fans? Could you like, what's the limit you can push this where you make it's, it's almost like a conference or a comic-con, but intimate, right? Whereas, you know, a conference, you're seeing them on stage or a comic-con, you're kind of seeing them behind uh, a table and signing autographs. And sure, there's a little bit of an interaction, but how can you make that experience truly intimate? So that's something that's been on my mind. And if, you would like to join me in this kind of crazy... I, I don't have specifics. I'm trying to figure out, sort of line up uh, what would be an event, what would be celebrities that would want to be part of that event. You know, I'm trying to get a lay of the land. But if for some reason you want to go on this journey with me, I, I, I would be happy to welcome you on board because there's a number of things, like a spa day, you know, where, where you had a bunch of celebrities do a spa day along with the fans. Like, how I don't think like spas get any more intimate. Like you don't you don't, you know that's a pretty intimate experience. Um, anyway, so the, these are just a couple of things that have been on my mind and and whatever else. So you know, hopefully that helps you in your journey in any way, shape, or form. If nothing else, just keep going. I know perhaps that sounds like a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but it's also because. I have years of experience. I'll, I'll leave with this last thing. I, I, a lot of people, they look at their icon and they're like, oh, this is this is what I want to become. And they think they need to become that in the next year. And it's like, no, no, no. That's great. Let that be a guiding light. But, but instead of looking at where they're at now, look at how that person started and, and take those steps, right? Because obviously, let's take a J-Lo, right? She had to start her career somewhere to become who she is now with the, with the amazing body of work that she has through her music and movies and so forth. So what's that first step? Don't try to be J-Lo now. Try to be J-Lo back then and make those initial steps. You know, learn their strategy. Now, again, times have changed, so don't completely mimic it. But, but there are foundations in terms of the strategy that you can take. So let that be a guiding light. Anyway, 
I think I've rambled enough at this point. I'm at Phil Svitek on social media. Happy to converse with you there. And as always, feel free to subscribe uh, right here, right now, or follow. So that way you get all this various content that I put out for, for free. And so it can benefit you. And, you know, the more you interact with me in the comment section of, you know, what you would like to see, advice that you're looking for, the more I can cater to your specific needs. And because I'm very happy to do that. So please let me know. And if you could do one last favor, and that's to share with a friend, if someone you know would benefit from this, by all means, just pass it on to them, whether or not they, you know, choose to listen at all or why whatever the case may be that's up to that person but you know if you feel like in your heart of hearts they would benefit from this let them know anyway thanks for watching and i'll see you next time